1: Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring, boring, boring.
0: you get bored by Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you, you, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. Steve Aoki. Here's
1: Saltalamacchia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't
0: boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. A guy who you work with in San Francisco, Andrew Bailey's in the news. I know Andrew Bailey from hurting his lat, doing vertical jump tests into the 2012 spring training um, for some reason. I don't know, Brian, why they did it. The, I understand doing physical fitness tests, but ver- I don't know when Andrew Bailey would have never needed to, to know his vertical jump and he hurt his lat. So anyway, why can you tell me about him? Like, what? cause I don't, I know Andrew, like I knew him. I don't know him. Like as this guy who's a pitching coach, so what can you tell me about him?
1: He's one of my favorite people in baseball. Uh, just a genuine human, uh, very playful and extroverted. Uh, but the thing that impresses me the most is the way that he leverages the strengths of other people. Whether it's the medical department, the the strength and conditioning department, the analysts, uh, you know, the the roster management, the game management. Uh, he knows how to go to people every single day and he's a machine at it uh, and get the most out of them and really make them feel empowered and part of the process. So he's a great delegator. Uh, he's a high EQ guy. He can walk around with anybody and joke around and not take things too seriously, even though he is extremely serious about being the best in the league uh, as far as his pitching staff. Um, so he's a great leader. I, uh, when he came to San Francisco, he had only been the video guy and the bullpen coach for the, for the angels. Um, so I got paired with him, and uh, Craig Bresla of all people had actually recommended him to the San Francisco giants for the pitching coach role. And I'm so glad that he was the one hired. Uh, it was great to be in the trenches with him for four years. You know, I'm a little more analytical, uh, technical by nature. Uh, we complimented each other very, very well. I brought what I had learned from Boston along with my style and uh, just the combination of of how we worked together along with Ethan Katz in 2020 and JP Martinez for the last three years was really powerful. And we did some really cool things with our pitching staff. We were always near the top of the league in, in most categories. Um, and what I think he's going to bring to the Red Sox is an ability to not be too technical or too analytical, uh, but have a great feel Uh, I think he'll be able to unite all the departments because I know uh, the size of the department scaled uh, greatly under Bloom, And I think he's going to be able to leverage all those skill sets along with his great personality, great delegation, uh, work alongside Alex Cora because just like his Yankees interview, uh, Bailey could be a bench coach. He could perform very, very well in another role that's a little more classic if he got away from just the pure pitching stuff. But I think he he brings the qualities of a manager or bench coach to the pitching coach role, and everybody that works alongside him and underneath him is going to feel special and valued. Uh, and he's going to bring a lot of knowledge with what we did uh, with the San Francisco Giants pitchers to the table. And I think there were some elements that were missing with the Red Sox staff uh, the last couple of years, even though I have the utmost respect for Dave Bush, and I think he did it a great job. Um, and a lot of the people that are still there, um, just, just from what they've shared with me, there's a couple of things that I think, uh, Andrew will, will step up a notch and, and really get people involved to get new concepts involved that I think will take the Red Sox pitching to the next level. So I think it's a great hire. The fact that, you know, Craig Breslow was in his wedding and they've been best friends forever. They've been teammates forever. Uh, that, that's a great synergy to have, because the, the boss is going to have, uh, you know, a great existing friendship with the pitching coach. And the pitching is really uh, what needs to thrive in Boston to win a world championship. And so I think it was a great hire. I think he's going to get along great with AC and, uh, and the rest of the staff. And I think Breslow using what he learned in Chicago on the pitching side of things, he's very analytical himself. Uh, but I think it's going to, Andrew's going to be able to bring a lot of feel to the pitching uh, and really kind of uh, take everything that's there in Boston at Fenway and unite it and, and step up the pitching staff.
0: Was there anything that he latched on in particular? I, I find it interesting. Like I know that, you know, again, he has a good personality and that's a big part of this, right. Of delivering the information in a way it wasn't that long ago he played. I couldn't believe he's still in the 40, you know, it's like, that's a big part of it. But also, as you said, you, when you sat there and you were sort of, okay, this is, this is some some information. This is a machine that we use. This is some. Was there anything that, and, and then maybe there was a, a specific example of him manifesting that in a specific player. Was there anything jumped to mind in that respect?
1: You know, coming from Anaheim, where uh, they were really big on forcing fastballs, uh, adding vert to fastballs, things like that. I think in San Francisco, we developed our own style. We We kind of, when we came in, the only pitchers that were available uh, were the sinker ballers. And so we went out and got all the sinker ballers. And that was something just me having worked with Rick Porcello and a couple guys in Boston, we were comfortable with that type of pitcher. And most of the league had shifted to power forcing guys. So that was just what was cheap and available. And I think it ended up becoming what we were known for over the last four years. Uh, we're the sinker guys, the high ground ball percentage, the, the high innings pitch guy. You know, We were, we were able to make Kevin Gosman's splitter better. So I think what you'll see from Bailey that um, he latched onto is, is the ability to handle other styles of pitching that aren't just your classic power four-seam guys. Uh, you know, we had Tyler Rogers, the submariner. I had uh, Ziggler in Boston, you know, Stephen Wright in Boston. We talked about all these other ways to pitch successfully, uh, and it just doesn't have to be power and velo. Uh, you can still throw a lot of strikes, uh, walk very few guys, keep the ball in the ballpark. Uh, and, and take average pitchers and make them better when they learn how to leverage all those attributes of themselves. So I think you're going to see a lot more creativity, uh, his ability to handle a wide variety of pitchers, and it's going to give the Red Sox front office and the analysts there uh, a lot more opportunity and power in acquiring a lot of different styles of pitchers. It'll make the staff more diverse. They'll be able to handle, you know, the tough AL East and, and the different Uh, platoon splits and and types of hitters that you're going to get and face on a regular basis in that division. Uh, And he's really going to empower everybody involved in the pitching process.